a calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is Tuesday, March 16th, and Luke, we've got a special guest with us today. You want to tell our listeners who we've got? We sure do. Very excited to have yet another Seward Blue Jay alumni joining us on the pod. It's Seward resident. He's even running for the council. We'll get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Corey Wood, welcome to the pod. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. So, 109 million doses of the vaccine have been administered from coast to coast, reaching 21.4% of the U.S. population. Center for Disease Control says we need 70% of the population vaccinated to reach herd immunity. Corey, what are your thoughts on the COVID vaccine? Uh, my thoughts are, if you want to get it, you should be able to get it. And if you don't, you should have that choice as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the things I want to dig into a little bit more is the we, we you know, have had some Seward residents on the pod over the past few weeks. And, you know, one of the things that I know was a quite a point of contention around town was the mask mandate. Um, you know, again, a lot of people feeling like if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, that should be your right too. Uh, what were your thoughts, especially because we're going to be talking city council here. The city council did uh, originally take a, a unanimous vote to approve the city mask mandate, uh, which has since been lifted. Um, just curious, you know, where you fell on that. And if you had been a sitting member of the city council, what your thoughts on the mask mandate would have been? Um, same, same thing again. It should be a, you know, a basic human right to choose whether or not you want to um, participate. I, I understand and see both sides of it. And as more and more information comes out, I believe that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe the way that the masks were being governed was the right way you know if we if uh if everybody's gonna have to wear a mask then I, my feelings were that it should have been the same type of mask like an n95 i feel mm -hmm. like the cloth face coverings are a, a joke to be to be honest mm -hmm. uh, you know so if they're gonna mandate something it shouldn't just be for compliance it should be um because 
the greater good needs to be done. So, Fair. right, and you know, but with the N95 early on, right, there was such a shortage. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm on I'm on our governor's uh, tech innovation team, and you know, for the state of Colorado, and there's others within the state that obviously are as well. And one of the things that we were tasked to do early on, very early on, last uh, early March, was was source N95 masks, and there was really a global shortage. And then what we saw, you know, happened was my state's governor was bidding against Pete Ricketts and you know all the other states and they were overbidding and overpaying N95 masks went from like 60 cents a piece to 12 bucks to 30 bucks and you know that's where these other masks came into play and you know the data showed very viable option if the N95 wasn't available and it's just really these last what four months that there's been a, an ample supply of the N95. So that you know, I agree with Corey's statement N95 should have been the, the go-to mask, but when you can't get them, the three layer mask that everybody got their hands on and have been wearing ever since kind of, was the go-to and obviously a lot more cheaper than the N95. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Bobby. And, you know, we, we were afraid uh, at the beginning that if the guidance was N95s, there would be a run on the N95s, thus, right. you know, preventing them from getting into the hands of our frontline employees who we all remember back in March and April, you know, the stories of, you know, uh, you know, uh, doctors and nurses being assigned one N95 that they had to use for the entire week, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if the public right. was also scrambling to get those N95s, you know, it could have been a disastrous situation. So, you know, with the in the non-availability of them, you know, right, came the the three-layer mask and the, you know, hey, if you have something, something's better than nothing. Something, yeah. You know, yeah. But I guess, Corey, the question really is now as we move forward, uh, you know, instead of looking backwards, let's look forward. And if you know, one of the uh shops on the square, you know, has a proprietor that really wants customers to still wear masks when they come into the store. You know, what is, what are, what would you say to the, the resident who says, calls up city councilman, I want to go shop at this store, but they told me that I can't go in because I, I got to wear a mask. Uh, you know, what, what would you say to that resident? Hey, I mean, that's, it's their business. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I don't feel like it's, if, if you don't like the policies of any business, you don't have to shop there. I mean, I get that some people like a certain store and, you know, maybe their beliefs are different than the others, but uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's their store, you know? I mean, <clears throat> that's just the bottom line. You know, it's kind of like the no shirt, no shoes, no service. Right, right. Yep, yep. If only all of those Karens all over YouTube would have agreed. 
Well, Bobby, before we really dive deep into uh, life in Seward and what Corey Wood would do to uh, help the residents of Seward, you got you got some tunes for us? This, this I do. So I day. heard this song, what was it, Thursday night, last week, Thursday, and Sunday night at the during the Grammys, they performed it live. I think it's fire. It's got a 70s vibe to it. Bruno Mars has teamed up with Anderson Pock. They have created a new supergroup called Silk Sonic. And this is Leave the Door Open. Nice. I'm sipping wine sip, sip. in a robe. Trip, trip. I look too good, look too good. to be alone. Ooh. My house clean, house clean. my pool warm. pool warm, just shake smooth like a newborn. We should be dancing, romancing in the east wing and the west wing of this mansion. What's happening? I am playing no games. Every word that I say is coming straight from my heart. So, Luke, did you watch the Grammy Sunday night? Did you see did. this performance? I did. Yeah, I saw was, this performance and, and many of the uh, the fine performances that uh, that were part of the show. It was uh, it was nice. I actually I liked the format this year. I thought it was a pretty cool, more intimate experience, and I thought the performances all did a uh, all performance performers did a solid solid job. Yeah, I thought it was cool how they had like five or six acts in a room, socially distanced, and then they just went on one after the other instead of changing everybody out. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Because I was like, how in the hell are they going to do the Grammys? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I thought, nicely done. What did you think about, uh, you know, it it didn't win record of the year, but I'm pretty sure I've been on record here on the pod as to what my uh, record of the year, you know, song of the year would have been. Uh, what do you think of the ladies and their performance of that wet ass pussy? That was that was not. Uh, I was really shocked that they performed <laughs> that song. And the Grammys have a new executive producers, and he just let them do what they do best. I guess they 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 did. Corey, did you happen to catch that? No, you know, I didn't. But uh, I've saw a lot of uh clips clips and screenshots and uh yeah it was like a a 60 foot bed and (laughs) not not safe for you know like i guess it was the pg-13 grammys is that what we shall say yeah yeah (laughs) yeah almost nc-17 with a few of those moves Almost, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of friends that actually work in the uh, dance industry, and I was uh, texting with them during the show, and I gotta say, they were quite impressed, quite happy that the Grammys were open enough to let those ladies uh, perform uh, and do their the way they yeah. wanted to. So do their thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's do our thing, Bobby. I think Absolutely. Uh, before we started recording, you you had, I think, the question of the day. So why don't you lay it on us? Yeah. Um, you know, getting in contact with Corey, I saw on your Facebook page, obviously you're running for, for Seward City Council. And so my question is why the council now 
versus like five, say five years ago, 10 years ago, what do you see like the impact you want to make or changes you want to make or policies you don't like? Just kind of pick your brain a little bit of why you're running for council. Okay. Um, over the last couple of years, I really feel like the ball has been dropped several times on um, several different issues. It's not any one thing in particular. Sure. And um, I feel like better representation in my specific area would be kind of much needed. And I, I, I guess the question of why not five or 10 years ago, uh, you know, I don't think that five or 10 years ago, it was the time for me, you know, it just, right. I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a, I think we're all about 42, 43 now. And, uh, yeah, on the pod, we just say we're in our early forties, okay, well, you, know, <laughs> you know, 42, 43, that covers early. 40s. Right. There you go. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I felt like now is the time that's, pretty much all I can say about that. So you, you, you mentioned uh, during our little pre-recording chat that it's ward two that you would be running out of. So can you uh, explain to folks where ward two is and, you know, is there's any speci anything specific about that area of Seward that you would like to see you know, updated, changed, you know, what, what specifically kind of to drill down, which I know being a city council member for a, for a town of, of all of, you know, 6,000 residents, you you obviously represent the whole town, but is there anything specific? Because if you, if I'm remembering right, if you're describing the ward, I think that's the ward I grew up in. So I'm just curious uh, what your thoughts are. Okay. <clears throat> so one of the things that I've have voiced my opinion on in the past and you know sat on um council meetings and and talked about was the bike trail being finished all the way around the town mm. um it kind of ends you know down at the ballparks that's still in ward one the original plans i believe were to go all the way around the golf course and uh kind of connect at the other end on which would end up being ward three so it, it kind of covers everywhere but Ward 2. Mm. And I kind of, you know, there's no real good way to get to it. <clears throat> and that, you know, to me, that's a kind of a thing. I have a nine and seven-year-old daughters, and they like mm -hmm. to go on the bike trail, and we'd like to make a full loop. So, Right. And then with that cross, was that what? Uh, It'd be 15. Highway 15, right. Okay. Right. And then the city owns the golf course now, right? Yes, they do. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, yeah, so that is definitely that, that area of town is definitely where I, I was living once upon a time. And uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, with that said, you know, other than the, the bike trail, um, you know, are there any other specific, you know, committees or projects or, or you know, items that you'd like to focus on if you were to be elected anything <clears throat> anything with the youth um trying to rejuvenate the the youth programs some of them have suffered and uh, i get that a lot of it's due to the circumstances covid and whatnot uh, but um 
I feel like there should be more opportunities for younger kids to do things like, you know, you know, why do, why do we not have a gymnastics center? Why do we not have, um, you know, just other options for kids that may not want to do the same old basketball, volleyball, you know, baseball type. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So Corey, pre COVID, right. You said that, you know, things over the last few years that the ball has been dropped several times. So thinking back pre COVID, um, you know, areas of opportunity that, you know, that you see the city to address or do better, or is it funding for small business? I mean, what, where has the ball been dropped? That's exactly the, in, in my view, I've, I I know several business owners in town. um, And I know the struggles that have gone on to try to get new businesses in town and even expand the city, you know, um, putting businesses outside of just the downtown area or expanding towards the interstate or putting a gas station on the north end of town or putting a gas station on the east end of town. There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of roadblocks that I've heard and seen of um, that I, I don't feel like it's to me not supporting trying to get local people involved, you know, um, just uh, give Walmart a bigger store and call it good, I guess. <laughs> Are there specific businesses that you would like to see, like the uh, economic development chamber or whatever it's called now? Like, is there specific businesses you would like to see come to Seward? Or is there someone that you know that's been trying to start a business that's had a hard time getting funding or kind of all the above? Yeah, it's, it's not so much what type of business it's all about the funding from what I know and understand. Um, just the, the roadblocks more than anything. And I don't have anything specific uh, except for, you know, like I said, maybe a gymnastics center or something. My daughter, my youngest daughter is in gymnastics and we're currently taking her to Grand Island. So gotcha. Wow. Why is wow. that? Why do we not have one person that and that's like but an hour and a half? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember even back when we were kids, you know, something for you know more youth, more more things for youth to do in Seward. Uh, I think there was a push for a, a youth center even back when we were maybe teenagers and right. whatnot. Yep. Um and uh, have you seen anything you know, and again, we're talking pre-COVID, you know, COVID has changed a lot and, you know, but, you know, pre-COVID. There was, there was a youth center. Okay. And then there was the old middle school building at one point in time, I believe, was uh, they're trying to get a YMCA in there. Okay. And again, roadblock after roadblock. And next thing you know, the, the youth center isn't even there anymore. So that's kind of that's where i'm heading with and do you you don't know though specifically like what the roadblocks were like what what was the 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 kind of what stopped that kind of development no i don't i don't a lot of it i know had to do with funding on the ymca's part got it uh trying to go into an older building like that and the you know asbestos removal and things like that sure sure got it got it so speak go go ahead bobby yeah, uh, Corey, you know, talking with Burhoop, John Burhoop, what, uh, a couple weeks ago? 
Um, you know, one yep. thing he mentioned, you know, I remember obviously growing up in Seward when you, when you're teenagers, what was everybody doing? They were cruising the block. They were cruising Seward. And John says that is really non-existent anymore. That if yeah, I don't see that people are at home on their devices. Right. right. So what do, what does Seward offer outside of the home? And I think you bring up a great point. If, if they're not at home, right, parents are living at their home. They know where their kids are at all times. They're not doing what they're not supposed to be doing and, and, and all that. But outside the house, if there's no, none of these facilities available or if you want to spearhead getting one, you know, maybe that's, that's what's needed, right? I mean, right. John was pretty adamant about, well, the kids do sports and then they're at home. And when they're at home, they're they're gaming and they're on their devices and that's right. kind of that's kind of life nowadays and so i think it's very interesting that you know one of the things that you want to campaign on is you know youth activities youth you know putting youth you know kind of that in your campaign right right so speaking of the campaign uh you know campaigns cost money. I know running in, in Seward, it's, it's not like running a, a, in a large a statewide or a larger city, but you know, how, how are you fundraising? How do you expect to uh, finance your campaign? I, I am a year out, so I, I have mm -hmm. some time. I started, you know, I started my page a little early and, and I guess I should say I, I'm not a Republican. I am a registered libertarian. Okay. Okay. I, um, the Libertarian Party of Nebraska has reached out to me and I've had a meeting with them about the fundraising side of things. And that's, okay. so that's, the ball is rolling, but not sure. yeah. And so, so you're going to be able to tap into their resources and they're going to help you. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. They, gotcha. they want, um, you know, they, they want a bigger, they, they want a voice, you know, they, and I believe, you know, as much as, you know, we all love to pay taxes and love our government. Um, yeah, I think there needs to be less of it. <laughs> sure. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So you, hey, hey Corey, real quick, right? So I go back and forth on this, on the subject of taxes with a lot of my colleagues where we do international business. We've formed groups and we're working internationally, whether it's Latin America or Europe and you know, take the big tech companies, right? I'm a huge tech nerd. Tech is what I do day in and day out. Right. And like, for example, Google, right? Google is, is headquartered in Silicon Valley here in the United States, but their cloud business is actually headquartered over in um, overseas. So, mm -hmm they pay like, I think it's like two and a half percent as opposed to, you know, 24 and a half or 30% here in the United States. And, you know, so you have these cloud businesses that are headquartered over, you know, overseas, but yet, you know, they're headquartered here in the United States. You know, what are your thoughts on that? So the you know question comes, Hey, I'm not against offshore accounting, right? It's, right, it's, right. it's, it's not against the law. If it was, that'd be a different story. But if the government really wanted to to cut off offshore accounting, 
or hiding in, in trusts or, you know, whatever people do to, to, you know, to hide or shelter their money, you know, why would, why would company like Apple want to bring back, you know, $60 billion cash just to have the government tax them at 25%, 30% when, when over in Ireland, I'm sorry, that's, that's where Google's cloud business is headquartered and, or incorporated is Ireland. Right. Um, why, why would Apple, why would, why would Cook want to say, okay, you know, we're going to bring all that cash back and we're going to give you 30%. Wouldn't it be smarter to say, bring your money back and we're only going to tax it at 8% or 10%. Well, I mean, it seems to me like it'd be better than, uh, better than nothing. At least you'd be based in the United States. Right. And they, you know, the government would get 10% of say $60 billion right. instead of 0% of nothing. Right. But then, so then you fall under the category of uh, giving big corporations, big tech, a tax break. Right. Just right. There, just to get that little piece of the pie. Well, and it's just not tech, oil and gas, oh, energy. Yeah, I, I, all, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of companies are doing it when that, uh, what was it? That big headline when, um, uh, that media outlet basically published all the companies that have offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands and Panama and everything. I mean, everybody was flabbergasted, but it, but it makes sense. You know, if, if you can legally do it, you know, right. why doesn't the government make it illegal to do it? You know, this has been going on for decades and, you know, I just wanted to kind of, you know, taxes was, you know, topic that, was brought up here so i wanted to kind of get your input on offshore accounting i mean yeah if the, if the government was smart i think they would say hey well we'd rather take it at a lower percentage than you know what what they would normally charge but at the same time they're gonna they're gonna cause issues with certain people um mm -hmm. that you know with giving corporations tax breaks and i i just think it's it's more of a fight than it's worth maybe Mm -hmm. and um and and as far as them making laws against offshore i think that's a i mean that's a double-edged sword because i mean i i would i would venture to guess that our government has its own offshore accounting going on so <laughs> and look i didn't mean to hijack the pod i just <laughs> no no problem I think, whatsoever i, I that I, comes up every week with somebody yeah you know that yeah no, one of the one of the things that I, I get jawed at by one of my uh, my colleagues who was a big fan of the big uh, uh, tax package that they passed back in the early Trump years was that uh, a lot of that were uh, these kind of cuts in order to encourage co large co corporations to repatriate their money. Right. And so he, you know, doesn't mind all the uh, the stock buybacks and whatnot, as long as some of that money that was overseas came back to the United States. So that's basically what we're talking about here. Right. right. Yeah. So Corey, I have to ask you, you know, you're, you're libertarian, small government, I get you. Um, but then on the other side of it, <clears throat> you're talking about, you know, is, is there ways for the government to help funding these projects and, and whatnot? Uh, you know, how do you, how do you rectify the two? Uh, you know, small government doesn't really speak to me as in, you know, we're going to give, you know, breaks and loans and whatnot to, to 
you know, you know, citizens to start businesses or even the YMCA to come into town. Maybe the YMCA, you know, said, hey, Seward, if you pay for the asbestos uh, abatement, you know, we'll come in and renovate this building. Would you be for or against something like that? Um, I feel like whatever it took to make the deal, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it should have... It should have gotten done. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know all the specifics of sure. what happened specifically with the YMCA, but I do know it was on the table and I do know it, there was uh, too many roadblocks to overcome so that it, it ended up not getting done. Gotcha. Because there is the, the, uh, the TIF, the TIF program right. in Seward right now uh, that, you know, specifically to uh i was telling bobby i i, I kind of chuckle a little bit sorry residents of seward when i hear urban 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 blight um <laughs> in association <laughs> with seward but uh you know i live in uh, Corey. i think you know i live in la you want to see urban blight <laughs> anyway um you know what are your thoughts on that program because it does you know essentially it, it's exactly what we're speaking to it's it's you know government funding to spur uh, municipal growth and urban renewal uh, what do, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, it's obviously a, a program that can be utilized, but once again, I think um, no no matter what, I guess no matter what roadblocks come up, I believe that we need to come together as communities to help our own people get their businesses up and running. With, whether they get government funding or not, you know, and we, we there's so many different programs now with uh, you know, crowdfunding and, and things like that, that I think if there was less roadblock, roadblocks and getting buildings and properties, that that would be, um, you know, an easier thing to accomplish. Because I know a lot of it costs a lot of money and I, I get that and I'm not naive to that, but Gotcha. So the, the, the gentleman that you would that you will be running against is wrapping up his fourth term. Uh, he was first elected uh, back in 2006. And, you know, what you know, is there anything specific? You know, is this is this about not thinking that your specific representative is not doing or it's just more of this larger picture issue? Um, you know, that, that, you know, four, four terms on the council seems to me to bring experience and in, in times of great crisis, which we're in right now, we are still coming out of a pandemic, uh, you know, experience and leadership is sometimes what people lean on. Uh, wh why would a new voice, a fresh, you know, a, you know, a fresh voice be good in, in place of a, a very seasoned, uh, you know, 16 year, uh, council member now Corey Corey it is time to fire some shots brother well let me let me start by uh saying I I am for term limits in all forms of government um, Got it. I I think that that experience card has been played out and I think that it's time to I mean it's always time for a new perspective the the same old perspective um you miss things you you don't you don't hear the people anymore and and to honestly nothing against sid um 
great guy. I know him personally. Um, I don't have a problem with him or anything that he's really done in that way. It's more of a general run. It's not mm-hmm. so much targeted at, at Sid. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so Corey, how does this work? Do you get to choose the ward you're running against, or no, do they you tell you? Live, you have to live in that ward. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And and only the people in that ward can vote. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So you okay? Got it. So only the residents of Ward Two will be voting in your particular council election. Correct. All right. Very good. So <clears throat> if you. Uh, will will uh uh allow me uh especially because you just mentioned that you you don't you're not a registered republican you're a registered libertarian which is fantastic uh you know but being a social monster i i I pay attention to all things that get posted in this and that so i i have to ask you a few questions about some more uh less seward centric and more big picture items you game good good yep (laughs) All right. So obviously, as a a gay man, I am particularly focused on LGBTQ plus uh, rights, Uh, especially, you know, a lot of states, Nebraska included, are considering uh, certain measures to restrict access to athletics by transgendered youth. And there is currently a, you know, a, a, a movement uh, organizing to start a gay straight alliance in, you know, Seward High School. Um, so I'm just curious what your thoughts are, first of all, on uh, these, you know, I'm sure you watch, you know, you, you, like all of us, you watch the news, you, you know what's going on. There's, you know, geez, 50 plus uh, different bills in different state houses right now targeted at uh, um, specifically transgendered youth. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts about the idea of this movement to organize a gay straight alliance at the high school? Okay, I, I am of the opinion that to each his own. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I could care less one way or the other. My one big complaint on that side of things would be, um, specifically speaking to transgender, would be um, I have two I have two daughters, so sure, you know, mm-hmm. if a transgender followed them into a bathroom, I would not be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Same as um, if a transgender born male wanted to compete in girls sports having you know testosterone in his body the majority of his life being a a a male i don't think that's a fair playing field for specifically women's sports Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now as far as the movement i mean i don't i'm i don't have an opinion on that i don't like i said i think each group should be able to have a voice i have no problem with that but when it starts to blur the lines between um in in my view inappropriate and um yeah just a an advantage especially in the sports realm i I don't feel like that's a so let me let me you know you bring up two 
lightning white hot issues right now. And so let me just uh, ask a couple of clarifying questions. And we'll start specifically with the bathroom issue. I was just reading today a, an article in the Washington Post. I uh, actually, I popped it up on my Facebook because it, it really spoke to me. This is a, a story of a, a, young, a young person that started their transition when they were 13 years old, uh, taking uh, puberty blockers and then moving on to estrogen supplements. They present completely and totally as a female now to look at this young person, you would not ever in a million years think that this was a boy, but biologically he is still a boy. She is still a boy, but she presents wholly and completely as a female. So she is now 15 years old and in high school and obviously COVID has changed things, but you know, the day will come when she returns to high school. Should this young lady have to use the boys room or is it okay for her to go into the ladies room? I don't I, know, there's no way. I, I don't feel like that's fair to the I, straight community, honestly. Fair I mean, to the straight community, explain. Fair, right, so you, you have a human being with a penis going into a bathroom with women, young women that have vaginas. I don't think that's, that's not okay. But do you think that this individual would be safe, again, presenting as a female, meaning that she's been on estrogen well, long enough now that she has a feminine face and breasts, this person should go to the boys room? I don't know. Maybe maybe we need a third bathroom. All right, that's fair. Th the third bathroom option is the way that a lot of schools have gone uh, to uh, to take care of this. And in terms of the other way around, I got to tell you, Corey, living in uh, New York City and now LA, I, I've known many many a a female um, that that still has a penis that if they went into the men's room. Uh, people probably would be looking at them because they are for all intents of purposes, a, a fully grown adult woman. And a, in some of the cases, Corey, really good looking ones. Anyway, <laughs> um, back to, back to the sports. So if a woman, you know, if a, if a woman has too much naturally occurring testosterone, which will happen and this just actually happened, a, a, a track star, uh, was disqualified from international competition because she has too much natural, naturally occurring testosterone uh, to compete. Uh, but she is a biological woman. Uh, are you in support of that, that decision that because she just happens to have naturally occurring testosterone, she cannot compete in women's sports? No, I mean, no, I, you know, and that's, there's the thing again, it's, it's biology, right? Mm -hmm. Biologically, you are born one or the other. There, there isn't, well, in rare cases, I suppose there's an in-between, but mm -hmm. for the most part, there is, you're one or the other. Mm -hmm. um, if that's the case, 
and you have more naturally occurring testosterone and you are a biological woman, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to compete. No. What are your thoughts on girls that want to wrestle? And in Nebraska, there, there is no girls wrestling. Uh, no, there, at the... there is. There oh, is. there is now? Yep. Oh, wonderful. How about football? I mean, I, once again, if I guess, I don't know. I mean, if a girl wants to play football, is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. They, you know, they weren't born with any advantages, though. Ah, that, okay. that would naturally occurring testosterone once again. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe, and once again, I am fully all about the choice. But I, I feel like there's lines I have to be drawn in the sand. There, it just can't be. I don't know. It's it's the gray areas are becoming so wide that it's hard to uh, come up with a positive thought about that. Fair, fair. So let let me let me let me get off of uh, this topic and, and switch to another one. Uh, we are starting to see uh, people. Uh, who are in our our government currently? Well, I'll just come right out. I don't know if you you saw, but Ron Johnson, senator from uh, senator from Wisconsin, uh, recently said, I think over the weekend, that uh, during the insurrection on uh, January sixth, he was not concerned because the people that he he saw coming into the Capitol were, were, were God-fearing Amer Americans that love their country and would not break any laws. Uh, it's mm. been widely documented that they broke several laws. That being said, he doubled down by saying that if these had been Black Lives Matters, Black Lives Matter protesters, that he would have been very uh, scared for his own life. Uh, what do you make of those comments? What do you make of what happened on January 6th? And uh, do you think that this is, you know, Ron Johnson basically saying the, the quiet part out loud that he's afraid of black people? That's pretty simple minded, honestly. But, you know, um, obviously, if he was a uh, born and raised in Wisconsin, maybe he didn't uh, grow up around people of color. I don't, I'm, you know, I, I, I can't speak to that, but mm -hmm. I, I can certainly say that calling it an insurrection is, I feel, maybe a little overboard. Okay, hmm. what would you call it then? I don't know. I mean, Black Lives Matter likes to use the peaceful protest card so uh okay so I didn't, I didn't see anybody shoving their way into the capitol i know that i saw people walking and almost escorted him. wow that's what i saw Corey wood i i think there was an agenda of course there was an agenda but there was plenty rather whether you watch Fox News or not, Fox News no, no, aired. No, 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 this has nothing to do. I, I don't even watch Fox. 
My mom watches Fox. Well, I, I can send you several videos that are now part of state's evidence against the people who have been charged for breaching the Capitol. Uh, did you not see the, the any of the videos of them okay, using shields or skateboards to break windows or any what of those things? Seattle and uh, you know all the all the buildings that were burned to the ground and they the fact that they held a city basically hostage for how long was it? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, come on. I am I am so Corey. <laughs> I am equally in con con condemnation of any violence that happened out of the Black Lives Matter movement over the summer. Uh, I do not I do not support the burning of businesses. I live less than uh, uh, less than half a mile away from some of the worst damage that was done here in on Melrose Avenue. Uh, I know independent business owners who lost everything because of those riots and I do not support them okay. and I condemn them as well. well I, I equally condemn that anybody that thinks that they can break windows at the Capitol, spray bear spray at law enforcement agents and bludgeon them with a flagpole that has an American flag on it. I, 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 I questioned if, you know, what, what videos have you seen if you haven't seen those? Because uh, they were some of the most significant, uh, some of the significant videos that came out of it. I mean, what, the, one of these police officers died, Corey. No, I understand. I get, I get that there, you know, I guess there's always some bad apples no matter what group you look at. And that's very true. Uh, understand that the video that I saw was that it looked, in my opinion, that they were being almost led in, escorted in, and they were not running. They were single file walking, and it, it created a really a, a big question in my mind on what was actually happening. And I mean, I, I get that, and I think we're all grown up enough to know that no matter what news channel you watch, that uh, they, they all have their own agenda. They all have their own political, personal beliefs that they're trying to push. Um, well, I, I, I don't take the video that's on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or even NBC. That There's now video footage that has been entered into state's evidence. Right. And I, I don't and, know if I've seen any of that. You know, that, that is the evidence that, you know, this is, this is, this is why... You know, once you get in front of a judge, you can't you can't fib the facts. You know, you can only enter in what is factually true. And so, you know, two 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 of these men have now been charged uh, in the assault of the policeman uh, policeman uh, who who later passed away, and those might end up being manslaughter charges um right and and that's i mean that's the way it should be then mm -hmm. if it's found in the court of law that they were guilty of that then that they should go to prison for it no doubt i mean i'm not arguing that at all yeah, i have to ask since, sorry yeah, go real ahead. quick go yeah ahead. since uh, march 9th there's been 300 what's to say 310 people have been arrested and charged for crimes relating to that whole incident 
and it looks like there's another 700 that are currently pending. So the, the, the question I have to ask then, Corey, is if this was not an insurrection, um, who, who rightfully won the presidential election? In my opinion, that's all I want. I do not believe that there is any chance on any planet in any solar system that Joe Biden got the most votes in the history of the United States presidency. Interesting. There, there is no way. Okay. Um, the, but that said, that, that said, okay, you know, uh, it, 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 yes, I understand the popular vote margin got to be quite wide, but at the state level, we do live in a representative uh, uh, democracy, meaning that we have the electoral college, um, our electors decide, and it was quite narrow, quite narrow. Uh, uh, Joe Biden won Georgia by 12,000 votes. Right. Do you agree with those results? Personally, no. I, I think that there may have been some added what, whatever. You know, there, there's plenty of uh, Georgia's, Georgia, especially historically a Republican state. Um, mm -hmm. I, I really can't believe from one election to the other that uh, it just flipped. And I, I understand, you know, don't get me wrong. Trump, Trump was Trump. I think uh, if they would have just deactivated his Twitter a long time ago, that he would have been better off. But uh, I did like him for the simple fact that he was not a politician. He did not have uh, uh, 40 plus years in politics with, with uh, certain companies and, and whatever pushing him in a certain direction or, or maybe even funding a certain part of his everyday life um he, he didn't need the money he didn't even take a salary you know it's uh that being said i believe that trump won the last election and we now have a puppet who who do you think is pulling the strings on that puppet because I've, I've i asked this mainly because i've heard this from other right-leaning folks that they think that Joe Biden is nothing but a puppet, but nobody ever can really well, okay. tell um, me who is his puppet master. So I, I can't remember the exact um, timeline of this, but he, he went the longest into a presidency without giving a, an address. Would you agree? Without giving a press conference, correct. But he has sat down for several interviews. Inter interviews, right. Uh -huh. Okay. And, um, he, he so the for his first press co conference the other night he did not take any questions do you do you find that a little odd he it's the white house has announced that he will give his first uh press conference with questions before the end of the month okay. um i find it a little bit more odd that he hasn't himself gone down to survey what's happening at our southern border but i, I mean i i don't i don't i don't mind that he hasn't taken questions from the press yet it's you know that that's not top of mind 
Okay. All right. So let let's let's talk a little bit more about let's get off of the the president and 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 the former president and let's talk a little bit more about the you know culture, uh, especially because if you want to become a uh, city council member in Seward, there will be. Uh, moments that come up where you might be asked to address things with the school board, work with the school board, make decisions about things that affect uh, life of youth. Obviously, as a father, this is something that you're passionate about. So uh, a story just broke <clears throat> that a school in Austin, Texas has suspended a teacher for reading a book uh, to her students, her, I believe they were fourth grade students. Uh, the book was written to be a children's book uh, um, and was actually circulated by the school district as informational reading for teachers, but they then said it was not meant to be read to students. Uh, so the, the teacher read the book which is called My Name is Max, which is a story about a transgender youth. And the school district is now, um, has suspended and is disciplining the teacher for sharing that book with her students. What are your thoughts on that? I, I don't know the story specifically, but if, if, if it was distributed to be for teacher's eyes only then obviously rules were broken and why shouldn't there be um punishment i guess or or suspension or whatever happened i i'm, I'm not familiar with the story yeah no it, it's it, i was just more curious about your your thoughts on it because as a as a former educator we are bombarded every day with questions from students and you know we can move away from the area of LGBTQ and move to, you know, a question of immigration and, you know, talk about books like My Friend Pedro. And it's a book about, you know, a, a Hispanic boy that came to live in town and the, the you know, the, they found out that his family was not legal. Um, you know, it, but it painted that in the light of, but they're now hardworking members of the community. And so it should be okay. Uh, but then Pedro's dad gets deported and, you know, it, it gets kind of sad. You know, what, like, do basically, I guess what I'm getting at, Corey, is are you in favor of, you know, teachers and educational uh, institutions? addressing these kind of topics with youth? Or do you think that's something that should be better left to be addressed by the parents and the parents alone? No, I, I don't have a problem with teachers. Now, now you gotta understand, I don't have a problem with teachers touching those topics as long as they're not pushing any certain one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the topic of illegal immigration is a I think it's a weird one on both sides of the, the fence, both right and left. Mm -hmm. um, I, do I believe people should be able to immigrate here? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the paperwork isn't that hard. I, I have friends. Um, I, I actually have a friend that I've worked with for close to 15 years that just got his citizenship. Wonderful. Nice. Wonderful. And, and um, 
you know, granted he had a green card. He was, he went through the process of getting, you know, he didn't, he didn't jump a fence or, or crawl under a tunnel or, you know, however, however it's happening. Um, I, I think there's a process for everything. And I think for the most part, the United States is, is, uh, with open arms welcoming whoever that it's been that way for for the entire time you know um we're, we're all immigrants right mm-hmm. indeed indeed well bobby do you, uh i i have my 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 favorite question that i want to end with but i, I want to know if you have anything more that you'd like to uh, ask of Corey before we uh let him off the hook i think you've done a great job Corey. yeah Thank you've been you. a great sport um we wish you luck in in your in your plans for for city council uh do you have plans beyond city council i guess is my last question that i had on my notes is sitting on the city council seeing what's going on i mean do you see mayorship maybe in your future oh i don't know that our 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 mayor of uh seward wants any competition but uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we we all know who, who the mayor here is yeah yeah Have you him on the show yet no no yeah. i actually we've we've invited some other folks that we've got in the pipeline but uh we have not invited we've had other uh well we had jessica on we've had burhu patike and other folks from seward but we have not had mr eichmeyer yet luke what are your thoughts on Sending out the old email to Mr. Josh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will have, uh, yes, I, I would love to have Josh on. Uh, would also love to have Dr. Josh, our Seward uh, School uh, Superintendent on. Um, we've oh, also there you had, go. Yeah, we've also had uh, Liz Walsh-Troyer and yep. Elizabeth Dickinson Poole on yep. Megan Stenson, to, uh, Megan Stenson, to talk about uh, you know COVID and also uh, some uh, relief efforts that they were spearheading. But uh, anyway, Corey, thank you so much. You've been a great, great sport and, and answered openly and honestly, and I appreciate that. Last question: Just this past Saturday, we did this crazy thing called daylight savings time what say (laughs) you do we keep it or do we just stay in daylight savings time for the rest of our lives and say enough of this time-changing nonsense time changing is nonsense (laughs) period Corey, we we see there are things that we can agree upon (laughs) all right bobby that's what what i got second amendment does that deserve another show or what Oh, oh, well, you know what? We, we didn't get into Second Amendment because I, you know, I. I <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think that's another show. I think sure. that's a, I think that's another show there, Corey. But uh, I think you might be surprised in in some yep. of my in some of our views on the Second Amendment. Uh, but I got to ask, since you since you brought it up, Corey, do, do, do you own an AR-15? several all right well maybe that's <laughs> maybe that is uh for the next topic or maybe actually you know uh we, we might just have to have you on uh along with uh mr uh mr uh, uh your uh <clears throat> excuse me your your competition maybe we'll have a little 
little, uh, you know, a little debate here on the show. Would you be open to that? Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm open to anything. <laughs> Very good. So, so Corey, we, we end, well, what was Luke's high note for about 28 episodes and these last two episodes, we've changed it to Luke's warm and fuzzy. Yeah. We always like to uh, end things with something to uplift us all. And this one, Corey, I think is particularly applicable because it has to do with small business. Coming out of the pandemic, here's a story. He put it all on the line opening his butcher shop a year ago. Then the pandemic hit. Growing up, my moms would spend $150 to spend to fill the refrigerator and we would eat for weeks, Wendell Allsbrook said. And his big hands held an imaginary plate to illustrate his point. I just sold the family $150 worth of meat for one night. So Wendell, a member of the Washington DC community from the other side of the tracks, ended up working at an organic butcher shop in the more uh, shishi part of DC, Georgetown. And he decided to take all of the money he'd saved in his life and open his own organic butcher shop. Then the pandemic hit. Well, wouldn't you know it, during the pandemic, folks all around the country decided that they wanted to become a chef. And here we go, flash forward a year later, and guess what? Wendell is the owner of one of the most popular Black-owned businesses in all of the West End of the city and is about to open his second location. Thousands of small businesses across the nation died in the past year. Another 10,000 are predicted to close in 2021. But this Georgetown butcher was not lucky. He was knowledgeable. And so he did not only thrive, he, he did not only survive, he thrived. He just opened another location and just signed a lease on a bigger place down the road. Congratulations, sir. You and your butcher shop are a testament to the American dream. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke, on Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke, and on LinkedIn at Unfiltered-with-Bobby-and-Luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.